Fuck you and welcome to episode 34. <laughs> Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. No. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Welcome to episode 34 of Birds vs. Boys, everyone. We are in the midst of a blizzard. I think it has a name, Gale, or maybe it's Carson. Could be Dak. Not sure, but it is snowing. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, the snow has probably stopped, but you're probably shoveling yourself out. What's better to put in your AirPods and shovel away than listening to Birds vs. Boys? KMS here with you. Aiden, as always, we're going to talk a little Cowboys, a little Eagles, and then get into the rest of the NFL business. Uh, Aiden, how are you, my friend? Look, I'm alive. I turned 26, which is basically like 36. I fell off my parents' health insurance since we last talked. So, you know, I mean, I'm here. So don't it's... don't hurt yourself shoveling. Oh, yeah. I, I, cannot, I literally cannot afford a slip and fall at this point. Uh-uh. I cannot. I literally cannot. And if the Eagles give me a heart attack, I will literally die. It would be less expensive than taking the ambulance ride. It's just we, like just taking my body and just sprinkling my ashes at 50-yard line of Lincoln Financial Field. We're going to need you to start live streaming yourself every Eagles game. I've always said die. I'd like to be connected to one of those meters that uh, calculates your heart rate because I know mine is severely unhealthy, especially for big games. Um, but I'd really like to see, uh, but I'd like to see out of like, cause I think it'd be funny. I think other people would be like, you have a problem. Like you're not health. This is not okay. Like your, like, your life can't be this dependent on a football game. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. People would look at my heart rate and just say like, you know, like what is wrong with you? Like you're, you should not, <laughs> your health should not be this dependent on like a touchdown being scored by a football team and like a game in December shouldn't be that way heart rate higher when you're having sex or you're watching the eagles oh probably well one's physical act i don't know like it's i guess it comes down to science because one's physical activity and the other one is just like me like <laughs> mental I'm sweating but it's just because like i'm sitting in front of my screen miserable <laughs> i don't know i definitely i burn more calories doing one and my heart racing more during the other love it I love it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, Cowboys and Eagles, let's get into it. Um, I'll start with the Cowboys because, like I said pre-show, I don't really have much. Um, this game, this was supposed to be the primetime game, correct? And they moved it out of the primetime slot. Yes, he got flexed out. Thank God. I'm so happy. There's nothing worse than having an awful team and having to wait all Sunday and then realizing you have to be up late to watch that awful team. You mean like my life for the past month? Yep. <laughs> we played on national TV for literally a month straight. Welcome to my life is normally being a Cowboys fan. 
I usually like it. You know, I like the sun. I, Sunday night football is by far my favorite. I, I enjoy it much more than Monday night football. I enjoy it more than Thursday night football. I love Sunday night football. I'm glad you said that. Like, it's just like the, the production value mm-hmm. is just so much better. Like, so much I know better. this has nothing to do with our teams. It's just better. Yes. It's just, I, I don't know. I get that good feeling. The, the pregame show, I actually enjoy. Like, I usually don't watch a lot of it, but I'll catch, what's that, uh, around, what's it called? Around it's, the it's, NFL. It's, a, it's football America. night in America. Around that's the NFL right. is what we do on this show. That's why <laughs> yes. that's in your brain. Because that's literally old. what we do. Yes. So yeah, football night in America. I, I enjoy that as well. So Sunday night football, I love, but I I love even more that this game was taken out of Sunday night football, uh, and now it's a one o'clock start in Dallas, twelve o'clock there, one o'clock our time. Um, so five and eight, San Francisco, four and nine, Dallas. Uh, San Francisco is a three point favorite on the road. I don't know how to feel about this spread. I think it's I think it's right. Um, I don't, but I don't see the Cowboys covering. I think they lose this game outright. They won their, their big game last week against the Bengals. Um, was kind of their, their Super Bowl out of the last three weeks. Cause like we said, last episode, they finally tried and they didn't get in trouble from their head coach for not trying. So congratulations. You tried hard, ran around real fast and, and did your job and, and won a football game. Congratulations on doing the bare minimum at your job. Yeah. I actually respect someone who does the bare minimum. I respect the fact that the, you guys did it as well. They they ran. They ran fast and they they hit people. So so good on you. Um, the difference in this game, I, I don't think San Francisco is obviously taking a big step back from last year, and I thought they were going to. I, I didn't see them being a contender for – uh, the NFC crown and going to the Super Bowl again. Not saying last year was a fluke, but a lot of things right happened to San Francisco last year, health wise and lucky bounces. And they just, you know, they had great play calling as well. Um, but this season for them from the preseason with the injuries that they had, just they were, you know, knew they were going to take the step back. But, um, so I don't think there's a huge advantage either way. On the field, I think they're kind of similar. They're both just blah teams. The difference for me in this game is the two coaches. And I think Shanahan is miles ahead of Mike McCarthy in every facet of the game. And I think he, he can find a way to scheme up their running game to run on some of the best run defenses in the league. And now he has to scheme up against one of the worst, if not the worst defense and run defense in the league. So I could see them running for 200, 250, 300 yards this weekend. Nick Mullins won't even have to do much and they'll just run away with this game. So like Kyle Shanahan is everything Mike McCarthy would be if he actually locked himself in a basement and did nothing but watch football for mm-hmm. months at a time, like he said he did, um, even though he lied about it. <laughs> that's what that's what he wanted to become when he set yeah. out and was like, I'm just going to watch a ton of football. And then after six hours, he's like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to be done now. <laughs> Can that's I be coach of the Cowboys now? <laughs> yeah, and then he just tells Jerry Jones, hey, Jerry, I, I watched every play. And Jerry's like, "Ooh, that was pretty good." And then he got the job. He's like, "I didn't watch every play. I just wanted I the job." Yeah, I didn't do that, you idiot. <laughs> so I, I honestly think that's where this game is going to be won and is going to be lost. 
I, I just don't see McCarthy scheming up a way. Um, you know, there's already talks this week about the replacements on the staff for next season. Mike Nolan's basically gone, the de- defensive coordinator. Thank God. Yeah. So, well, I they, wish he would have stayed around, but yeah, no for personal gain. I think the Cowboys mentally and physically are moving on towards the off season. Um, I think Jerry Jones, and he was telling stories this week on 105.3 The Fan about watching games in San Francisco in 1987 in his in the stands with his shirt off. Like he's 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 not present in the moment for this game. So I think he has moved on. The season's just a joke. And why why do we oh, want a fifth or a sixth win right now? What is that? It does nothing. Four wins is very nice. Three wins was great. Four wins is nice. Five wins is shit. Six wins is fucking a catastrophe. Okay? So, four wins. That's where we're going to stay. It's a nice nice little zone. No. See, before we get into the Eagles, I'll I'll quick disagree with you. I think the Cowboys actually win this game. So, we're talking about effort. That's what we started with when we were discussing these teams. So, I think effort for the 49ers is going to be at an all-time low. They had one game where they beat the Cardinals, and you're like, they got to five and six, and you're like, all right. They have so many injuries, but they're still in the hunt, quote unquote. Yep. They're on the graphic for in the hunt. Yep. Uh, they've since lost. They got dominated by the Bills. Uh, Washington, it was sloppy. They had two defensive turnovers that led to, or I'm sorry, two touchdowns by the Washington defense that led uh, to points. I'm saying this wrong, but you know what I mean. Turnovers. <laughs> Washington has a really good defense is the point that I'm trying to make. So they've lost twice. They're in a Super Bowl hangover. Everyone's hurt. There's no yep. reinforcements coming. Their season is over. But yep. at one point, like two weeks ago, like the season wasn't over. But like last week was the final nail in the coffin. This week is like, all right, who cares? Like we're here. So this week will be like a battle of who tries harder, which is my favorite games in football because it's the game that just like you, you see it on red zone. You're like, oh, yeah, those teams are playing each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. good to know. Back to the games that matter. <laughs> that's exactly kind of how it was last week with the Cowboys playing the Bengals. It was like literally in the midst of the games that mattered. And then like Alden Smith was running back for 81 yards and like, they caught it like, Oh shit, we should go to this. Like mm-hmm. while he had like 16 yards left of the 81 yards and like, Oh yeah, this game's on. And that just happened back to the Vikings. I loved it. Cause like, uh, obviously no one cared about that game. No one cares about Cincinnati in general um but they had to keep going to that game because the Bengals keep kept turning yes. the ball over so like chris hansen scott hansen i still don't know the difference <laughs> even though one, one of the of hands. intro like they were pretty much like politically correct way of saying legally since we're called red zone we are obligated to tell you sure. that the cowboys are in the red zone again because the Bengals turned it over again i know you don't really care or want to see it but we have to show it to you. I love when he like is like not yelling, but like trying to like tell his guys to do. So. He's like, guys, can we get we're just we're going to stay here for a second. And then they like cut to something else. He's like, guys, can we get back to the full screen? Yes, that's my favorite thing. All right, we're guys. Let's let's uh, let's go quad box and then they'll take them directly to Minnesota. And he'll be like, nope, not not what I meant. Not what I wanted at all. Yeah, like guys, let's go quad box. There's a few teams. It's close games. All right, Chris or Scott, we're going to give you Minnesota at the 37-yard line. 
Here's another Dan Bailey kick. Yeah, all right. Dalvin Cook runs for three yards. Oh, hype this one up, Scott. And now back to Cincinnati. And now back to Cincinnati. <laughs> they just turned it over again. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I I also feel like the COVID gods are going to get get the Cowboys again here because Jerry just keeps pumping in fans to that stadium. And it's in Dallas. And imagine imagine risking COVID to watch the 5-8 and eight 49ers play the four and nine Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's like like literally the game mathematically does not matter. Like <laughs> nope. if Washington wins one game or Dallas loses one game, they're mathematically done. I can't hold I'll tell you what, Washington may only win one more game and it's gonna open the door for somebody special. And let's talk about that somebody special right now for you because that's all I have for the Cowboys. They are playing a football game this weekend. It's against another football team, and football will be played. Fair enough. Team will win. Team will lose. Maybe they'll tie. (laughs) And it's happened. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Eagles-wise, I actually have some serious points. I know this isn't the most serious podcast. but I We We get into seriousness. You and I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Even us, you know, you bring Vince into it, you throw that wrench into things. Yeah, that's seriousness goes out the window. We got um, a TikTok and the seriousness went away. See, by the time we get to our power rankings and MVP rankings later in the show, seriousness will be totally gone. Gone. Except for you and me. By that time, I might have six inches of snow. I don't know if it can be heard in the background, but I'm actually kind of worried about it. It's like smacking the side of my house. Uh-huh. It's just—it's not even snow. It's ice. Like It's just icing mm-hmm. the side of my house. Welcome like, to the Northeast. It's, it's like pelts. It's like, uh-huh. like if you ever played with an airsoft gun, it's like someone's throwing those airsoft pellets at my house again and again and again. I have my, my wife and our neighbors where we have a group chat and she they're just like, of course it's like we always say about the branded group like no one texts my phone until we start recording and then yeah. my phone just blows up and now it's my it's my wife and the other oh my god it's so much snow so much snow how are the roads i don't know how are the roads oh my god it's snowing it's still snowing is that ice no I'm, did you see how much snow i can't believe how much snow and it's just um, they know i'm in the studio if we have an important interview that I have the Apple computer now, it just dings and the, like I can see it yeah. flash again and again and again in the side. And I'm like, please talk about anything else, but don't talk about it with me. Just please leave me out. Go away. Yes, it's snowing. It's snowing very hard. I live we in Manionk. It doesn't matter if it's one inch or six inches or 12 inches. Like I'm going to be screwed either way. I live yes. on a hill. Yeah, literally a hill. It's just, yeah. Like if you ever, if you ever like want to like watch something entertaining, Come to Maniunk during a snowstorm. It's just cars sliding down a hill. It's oh like a roller coaster gosh. ride. Oh, no, thank you. So the Eagles. <laughs> yes. Who play not too far away from Maniunk. Not too far. Not this week where they are on the West Coast mm-hmm. in Arizona. And despite the Cardinals being far away, they have been brought up on this podcast plenty of times. A lot. Most of it because of fantasy football, and we are just selfish and follow Kyler, like which, just like uh, groupies in a band. Which uh, I now bow out of. Yes, uh, I, I'm still fighting for my life, man. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay. This is the funniest part. So, like, the Eagles are back in this now. They could win the division. I'm, I'm not exactly talking myself into that. I also, I mean, I have to win this week to advance in the playoffs. So, <laughs> I have Kyler and I have DeAndre Hopkins. So, 
against the Eagles. Uh-huh. I pretty much have to decide if I want a real life win or a fantasy win. You, it's like you need the, um, you want like a 65 63 win for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Score six touchdowns, please. Yes. yes. It better be 49 42. It reminds uh-huh. me of the scene in, in Parks and Rec where she's like, to save our park, we have to destroy the entire town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't That's care about any of them. Yep. But no, with, with Kyler and DeAndre, so here's a serious point that I was going to make. Um, the Cardinals offense, we, we've highlighted a few times this year, and I've personally thought that this was going to be the tall tale sign uh, for, for Jalen in the bigger game than the Saints game last week. We've talked about the Cardinals offense so much and yep. just how it is the polar opposite of the Eagles, where they are competent, they have motion, uh, <laughs> they have playmakers, they, they have they do things. They do things. I will leave it at that. It, they are the polar opposites because the Cardinals do things and the Eagles do not. And okay. I think anyone who watches football knows exactly what we're talking about without having to break down X's and O's. Mm-hmm. They did. The Eagles did do things last week, though. They did. I'll get into that later. But did they really? Oh, you know, I take. Yeah, I'm, no, the, uh, I'm, the I Arizona- don't think it is, though. Like, I, I have a point later. And it's actually I it's fueled by our, our good friend and CEO of the company, CEO Joe, a blog that he wrote this week. Um, I have a similar take as his blog. So we'll get into that. But that. I, I did I did want to talk about the Cardinals offense first because of Jalen Hurts. And if he's gonna be the future of this franchise, which is still to be determined, I think like the way the Cardinals run their offense, I think is the way the league is trending as a whole. You know, the way Oklahoma runs their offense in college, I think that's how teams are trending, where it's these quick passes. There's a lot of pre-snap motion. Get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. Uh, You you should probably have a mobile quarterback at this point. Like, if you have a statue like Phillip Rivers, you're already behind. Matt Ryan is, get this bum out of here. What the Cardinals are doing, they're not talented enough to be that good at it, but the way they run their offense is good. Yes. For them, it's not like a talent thing. The, the scheme works, and I think it's the way the league is going to continue to trend that way, and it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles follow behind that with Jalen Hurts. And that's why I, I feel like this year, I mean, especially the beginning of the season when they came out hot with Arizona, the, no one ever thought Arizona had a realistic shot of the Super Bowl this year. It's next year and the year after because they're building that scheme. They just mm-hmm. need more talent in the scheme, which and, hopefully they can keep building. And we thought they'd be good. Like I thought, I, I think yeah. when we did our preseason predictions, we were like, watch out. I think we both said, watch out for Arizona. Their problem. I'll just get into it right now. Cause I'm looking at like pregame, just like tips and tricks to look at for the Cardinals. Like this game comes down to discipline. If, yeah. if you watch the Cardinals, like we've watched it, they have when they lose, it's because they have a game where they have double digit penalties. Kendrick yep. Drake, Kenyon Drake fumbles the ball yep. twice. He fucks me so many times in fantasy, and he's not even on my team. It's unreal. But it, it, to them, like last week, they played the Giants. They came in, they had zero turnovers, they had six sacks. They didn't let Kyler get, get touched. I think he was only sacked once. Uh, they got the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't have drops. Like to them, it's just discipline. They, yeah. they have enough talent. Their scheme is good. 
they just they have so many dumb penalties. They screw them. They lead the league in penalties. It comes down to that. Are they going to have one of the games like they had last week against the Giants where they play well and they allow their playmakers to make plays? Or are they going to get penalized 12 times? That determines it's, if the Eagles win or not. It's when they're disciplined and they play sound football is when yeah. they, they do stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah. It's when they're unsound and they're not disciplined is when they do the bad stuff. And I know that sounds basic and you're like, yeah, yeah obviously if a team doesn't play, like if a team makes stupid decisions, like they're going to lose, but it's just enhanced with them. Like if you've yep. watched them play, you know what I mean? Like there was yep. a difference between watching them play against the giants last week and watching them play against like the Patriots where they lost. Cause they got a, uh, um, not roughing the passer, um, unnecessary roughness right yes. at the end of the yes. game, you know, like, yep. Yep. And they miss a field goal and then they get an unnecessary roughness. It's a bad timeout by the coach. You know, like there's a big difference. So, it, it, and there's been other games like I talked about them losing the 49ers. Well, oh, they had double digit penalties that day. That's how they, a, a team that's untalented like the 49ers stayed in it. So that's, that's how, what's going to determine the game. But I do, I love their offense. I think the league is trending that way. As much as I love Carson Wentz, it's something to consider when you are determining your quarterback for the future. Yeah. And it's, you don't, you don't need a guy too that is as mobile as Kyler. I feel mm-hmm. like he, does, he doesn't have to be, you know, joystick quarterback. As long yeah. as he's he, like, even Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is coming into the NFL next year. He's more mobile than people, people realize. I mean, he can, he can get around the edge. He can, he can run for 15 yards. You just, like you said, you need a guy that's not, not a Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. but if I mean, I, f- I feel like even in this league, if you still had Peyton Manning, like in Peyton Manning's prime, he'd make it work because he could do it in any era. But <laughs> yeah, but guys still, like that. Yeah, you're. It's a dying breed. Like look at yeah. look at all these quarterbacks who have come into the league. They all are mobile in some form or fashion, and yep. even like like at this point, statues are guys like. Like Carson Wentz, who is like mobile, and some of his best plays come when he's extending it. Yeah. Uh, but right now, like it's guys like Kyler Murray who are taking over the league, and like a, another name to keep in mind. You just brought up Trevor Trevor Lawrence, the other big name in the draft, Justin Fields. Like you can see him being that guy where, like, if Lincoln Riley goes to the NFL, you pair him with a guy like Justin Fields. I, I, that would be interesting. Like I would be very very. Not, I'd be concerned if I were playing them, but I'd be very intrigued as a fan watching like a combination like that because I think the league is trending towards guys like Lincoln Riley uh, in terms of offensive geniuses and towards guys like Justin Fields who are dual threats who kind of come from that spread like that. And that, that this exact thing has been growing because it started in high school football years ago and then it started growing into college and now it's it's reaching the pros. And it makes sense because in the offseason, like, you're not going to hit each other. You're yeah. not going to put yourself in harm's way. So what do you do? There's no AAU football like there is AAU basketball and baseball. There's seven on sevens. So you're doing all these things with your wide receiver and your skill possession players in the offseason, but you're not going to strap the pads on and go full trench work. So yep. now that everything's becoming like that, and you see these players coming from the Big 12, from the SEC, where they're spreading you out, and it determines like speed determines the game. So yep. now these players are getting into the NFL. And I think players are more athletic than ever in the NFL. So why not work to their strengths? 
and run offenses like that. So that's why I think it's trending that way. And that you kind of see that in the diminished value of running backs, like a running back's biggest asset right now to make them like worthwhile. They have to be dual threats and they have to catch the ball as well. A hundred percent. That's why I, you know, love like James White in new England when he, especially when he, I mean, he could run it up the gut a couple of times. He's not an every down bell cow, but look what he did for that. He was a Super Bowl MVP, was he not? I think he had like 15 catches, one Super Bowl. That well, that was the uh, the 28-3 game. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And even yeah, Corey Clement did it. Um, yeah. So yeah, and they're and those are guys that don't make 50 million dollars a year. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, like, why yeah. is he so valuable? Because he yep. leads the, the team in receptions and he's their leading rusher. But it, it's just like all all guys like that, and it's just trending that way where. As the league gets safer, it, it's more predicated on offense. It's going to yep. be spread you out. It's going to be like a seven on seven, and you got to have a mobile quarterback. But he's got to be able to do both. Like you got to have multiple talents now. Yes, at every position. Yep, hundred percent. So that was my serious talk for the day. I think the only other serious point I had was Hassan Reddick had five sacks last week. Your I would boy. love for both the Eagles tackles who are young to be playing just to see like if they could not give up five sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jordan Malata, I want him to be the tackle of the future. Um, Jack Driscoll is hurt. Color me shocked that the Eagles are having injury problems again. Is he done but for the season, I saw? I believe, yeah, he has a significant uh, MCL injury. So that's another thing. We brought it up last week, but we are playing DeAndre Hopkins and do not know who is going to be able to play in the secondary. Like literally, no, we have Jalen Mills, and that is it. Everybody else got hurt. <laughs> At least he has green hair. It's true. He he uh he looks cool while mm-hmm. getting cooked by DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah, so I, I like th- this point in the in the year, like I want to know, you know? Yeah. That's why Jalen Hurts yeah. is starting. We have to know about these guys. Yes. Jordan Malata, like we need to know. Jack Driscoll. It'd be great to know, even though we have Lane Johnson. You know, it'd be great for Howard to, you know, like hit on a fucking pick, you bum. Like if Jack Driscoll was good, it'd be great for you to just be like it might save your job since you can't do yeah. anything right, you asshole. Hey, I found him. Yeah, yeah. For him to be like, hey, I found these guys in the later rounds. Oh, he's gonna. Uh, Jalen's gonna win out and make it make it to the playoffs for you guys, and then he's gonna save his job off that. Uh yes. But at the same time, which is like my overarching point. Okay, Jalen Hurts saves his job. Jalen Hurts wins four games. Jalen Hurts leads him to the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is your starter. Now what? Now what? You had you you just gave this other quarterback 128 million dollars, and guess what the rest of the league is going to say? Figure it out. We'll be here. <laughs> we'll take them, but you're paying for it because mm-hmm. you have your quarterback, and we're not going to bail you out of this situation. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. See you. Have a nice day. Like Las Vegas would in a heartbeat. John Gruden and Mike Mayock both love Wentz. Do they love him enough to to take on his salary when the Eagles are the ones who created this situation? No. Like I know we talk about this every week, but it just needs to be harped upon until they figure this out, which they yep. cannot figure out. It is not a solvable solution. It's not like math class where there's an if, like accounting. I like the counting. And I'm not even good at math, but I like the counting because you could go down and be line by line. And at the end, the the lesson, the receivables and the accountables, at the end, it would be zero. Yep. It's not going to equal zero. Like you're going to get a negative number or you're going to get a positive number. And it's not going to balance out. It's not a balanceable situation. No, it is not. And I love it.
Yeah, for you. Well, I can't wait till Dak Prescott plays for the Bears or somebody like that. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess I guess I should get into my Jalen Hurts point. So, Joe wrote an article this week. Uh, before we get into the article, Vince told me probably like 30 minutes before the show, hey, if you guys have any articles that you want to bring up, let me know and I'll bring it up on screen. I definitely forgot to tell him this, that I'm bringing this up, despite the fact that he told me no less than an hour ago to do so. And I commented, yes, that's a great idea. We should do that. And then totally forgot that I was supposed to tell him that I'm bringing this up. But you can go to thebrandedsports.com. Yes, and it'll be there. He, he wrote an article, uh, a scout or a coach for another team, anonymous source, said what Jalen Hurts did against the Saints would be easy to stop. He said a lot of the plays were predicated by his legs. Uh, if a team were able to prepare for that and see that on film, we'll be able to stop it. I think you and I talked about it last week with Kyler and what these mobile quarterbacks, what they're doing is not really rushing. They are mm-hmm. just building a wall and saying, find somebody who's open. If you can't find somebody who's open, try to take off. We'll be waiting there for you like the Great Wall of China. And that's pretty much what they're doing. Yep. So I, I'm I'm worried that that is what's going to happen to Jalen Hurts too. I I hate this because I hate your team and I hate everything about the Eagles. But I like Carson Wentz and I like Jalen Hurts too. And he was put in an impossible situation, and I'm afraid that's going to happen to him as well. And it he's a guy I I just wanted to see go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't. Hey, thank you, Vince. Vince just brought up the article. (laughs) Thank you. Dude, I got to keep you on your toes. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. I, his, his biggest knock is his arm. You know, (laughs) we, you know, there there were what five quarterbacks taken in front of him. Herbert to a Joe Burrow was three. There's a fourth Jordan love which we figured about he was, yep. there was a reason that he was the fifth quarterback taken. Yep. And I got crushed on TikTok too, for saying his ball, his first touchdown to Rager. It just looked like he had nice touch and puts a little bit better touch on it than, uh, than Lamar Jackson does. And I just got fucking housed on Twitter. It did not help your case that we yeah. filmed that and then cut before it even got edited. Lamar, Lamar Jackson back pants. in the game and, and throwing yeah. the game winning touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah, it did not help. Did not really help. No, no, no. Yeah, so that uh <laughs> that was not great. That was not good. All I, was, all I said was that that pass looked like he had some nice touch. He didn't have that touch at Alabama, and it looked like he throws a little bit nicer of a ball sometimes. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback, I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning. There. I mean, he does have nice touch, and like I keep saying, like that's why Oklahoma is 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 what the league is going to become, where they're churning out these quarterbacks who can give you production value. But he's he's not there yet. But it's not even that he's not there yet. Say it's not he's miss he's not missing people. It's the same issue that we had with Carson Wentz. Who's open? He's taking off because nobody's open. He's taking off because the line folds, and so he takes off. You know, it's just like. The same old issues. We're just talking about the same shit. It's a fucking merry-go-round. Groundhog going around and Going around in a circle. Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Yeah, so Vince pulled up the, the TikTok comments. Kevin said that 
Jalen Hurts throws a better ball than Lamar Jackson. Vince did not help his case by making the caption, Jalen Hurts is greater than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson then proceeded to win the game for the Ravens after having cramps, and the TikTok comments were not kind. He shit his pants. There were a lot of a lot of clown emoji yes. comments for you. He shit his pants. That did happen. I have one more point. One more <laughs> point, and then we'll get into around the NFL. I was about to say, seeing those TikTok comments got me hyped to do uh, yep. power rankings or MVP rankings or, or picks. So last point is simply this. Lewis Riddick interviewed for the yep. Texans job. He'll be interviewing for the Lions job. Uh, that is the heartthrob for the Eagles, and it very much seems like Lewis Riddick actually wants to be the GM of the Eagles. Yep. Uh, Vince brought this up on the show that you missed, but he on Monday Night Football, it very much seemed like Lewis Riddick was attacking Howie Roseman and just pointing out how bad of a job he did. Uh Pat on the back to Lewis Riddick for being a, a smart, sane, and reasonable human being and realizing who the real problem is. But it was very much like he was presenting it like, here's what this idiot did. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So, so hire me. Yeah. So hi, it, it was a job addition pretty yes. much for, for, for the field. That Monday Night Football game was a preview. He Lewis Riddick was putting himself on display to the Eagles fan base. That's what he was trying to do. So, yeah, he's interviewing with the Texans and and then the Lions, I believe. Now, this may sound weird, and you might disagree with me. The Lions have to be a better job than that, right? Because, I mean, the Texans, think aside from Deshaun Watson, think about all their issues. They're going to be – they're terrible. They're going to have a top-10 pick. They won't be able to use it because they owe it to the Dolphins because they traded yeah. it away. They're top-10 in salary cap mm-hmm. space. So it's not like you can sign free agents to get yourself out of this mess. It's like there, there's nowhere to go. Am, am I wrong? Yeah, I know the no. Lions are like honestly one of the off, most awful teams in all of sports. But. And they're probably going to be moving on and going to need a quarterback uh, in Detroit too. So I guess it's do you want the awful team that you have a franchise quarterback or do you want the awful team in the more awful city where you may have to find a new quarterback? I'd go Detroit. I don't know. I just feel like I'd go Detroit. Why? Well, just go to Philly. Hold out. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's better than this. Hell yeah. So do you have the Eagles winning, covering, losing? Losing. They won't be okay. ready for this offense. We've been hyping this up for weeks. We they They will not be ready for this. Yeah. And we were saying that before everyone in the secondary got hurt. Like there's going to be people out there in the secondary who as Eagles fans who follow the team don't know their name and they're going to be playing and they're going to be covering guys like Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins. Like it's just, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Last week, you know, we said it was like one of those games that this is the type of game the Eagles win. I just don't know if they do it two, two weeks in a row. I, f- I feel like Arizona finds a way to win this game. This, this is, this is a game the Eagles lose. I- yeah. In I've Arizona, seen, I've seen this movie. I've seen the movies that the Eagles produce a hundred times. It's like it's like Tom Cruise yelling at his. Uh, did you Did you hear that? I listened to it. It was wild. Awesome. I love it. He I was it. pretty fired up. Saving then, this fucking industry. He was fired up. And he was. I think we should uh, we should get into around the NFL because people are getting as fired up as he was in the yes. TikTok comments with our rankings. Let's uh, let's fly through our picks so we can get to those power rankings, MVPs, and bring uh, producer Vince on. So, the star um, of the like- show. Yes, he is. He's, we're about to give him the podcast. 
Um, <laughs> would you like to give your first pick? Okay. Yeah, I will just because I think uh, people know who I've made my allegiance with this year. It's the Steelers. So Steelers have lost two in a row. Mike Tomlin is really a no-nonsense guy. I think he's not thrilled that they've lost twice in a row. They've been dealing with some injuries, and I'm getting really sick and tired of this TikTok bullshit. Like, I like it because we are not NFL players, but when I think Pittsburgh, I think Steel Curtain, I think Blue Collar, I think Tough, I think they're going to punch you in the mouth on Sundays, and you're not going to like playing them. I don't think guys dancing on a logo represents Pittsburgh at all. I think this is like a statement week. They play a really bad Bengals team, spreads 11 and a half, so it's high. I mean, yep. I just think like they got to come out and punch this team in the mouth. Like they should win yep. this game by three touchdowns. They need to go back to what they do and who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my first pick here I am going uh, Miami minus two and a half at home against the Patriots. Don't love this, but I I really like watching Miami play. Um, they proved something last week, even though they lost to the Chiefs. That defense can play. If they're getting to Patrick Mahomes, they're gonna get to Cam Newton. Um, and I feel like this is a statement game for them as well. It's you know the Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. They always found a way to beat them at least once, usually in a season. Um, I just I feel they lost the first week, I believe, to the Patriots when Cam ran all over them, but now Cam has that abdominal or core uh, issue. I, I think Miami's going to get to him. That They're going to turn him over, uh, and Miami wins this game by a field goal, at least. I think this is a statement pick by you because we got to start paying the Dolphins some respect. I know they yeah. lost last week, but it was one of the most impressive losses that we've seen this year. Yes, and They've 100%. been good. Like They've been good until this point. So I think just like that, that that's just like a – a statement picked by you just like i think earlier i i gave the i picked the panthers as a tip of the cap this feels like you're just giving them the tip of the cap like we need yep. to respect the dolphins it's exactly what it is that's and that's fair you know all right your second pick okay I, i'm really excited to do my second pick i'm i'm so excited i am so 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 excited to make this pick and to spurn the team that i am picking against because once again the overall theme if in 2020, and I couldn't think of a better team to represent the year 2020 than the Atlanta assholes. These Falcons are the worst people I have ever met in my entire life. I'm sure they're great people, but if have I ever met, met an Atlanta Falcon in an airport or somewhere, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something mean. And with COVID going around, I probably shouldn't say it. Have you ever met a famous person in an airport? Not in an airport, but I've met famous people. Kurt Warner at an airport and Jason Pierre-Paul. Really? Mm-hmm. Before, did he have three fingers or five fingers when you met him? Five. Sat wow. next to me on the airplane. Jet blue. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never met I've never met famous people at an airport. In person, yes. Um, so back to the Falcons, who suck and are worse than ISIS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, how did we end the show last week? We did our picks. I said, the Falcons should win this game for a field goal. So I'm really excited to see how they fuck it up. Yep. And they fucked it up. And they turned the ball. Matt Ryan turned it over three times. I don't know if anyone saw the end of the game, but they were driving down the field to win. Turned it over. The Chargers go back down. They turn it over. 
New life for the Falcons. They're in field goal range with Young Ho Koo, who's been the number one fantasy player, most accurate kicker in the league, even more accurate than Justin Tucker. Matt Ryan turns the ball over again. They lose on a last-second field goal to the Chargers, who are infamous for blowing games. They have they finally met their match, and they somehow even outdid the Chargers. So Bucks six and a half. I can't wait to see how the Falcons screw it up this team this time. But what a disgrace! I'm so you know I love watching football, but the Falcons are just a disgrace to watch. They should be ashamed of themselves. They're the worst thing that happened to Atlanta since the AIDS pandemic. <laughs> Was that too much? <laughs> so my second game, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, to New Orleans. The Saints are 10-3 and three coming off a loss to the Eagles, and they're facing the 12-1 and one Chiefs. Chiefs are a three-point favorite on the road. I'm going to pick the Chiefs because they're a very good football team, and Patrick Mahomes is going to win this game. There, no mention of AIDS. Yeah, what I said, no mention of AIDS by me. No mention of AIDS. (laughs) It's great. I mean, that's the game of the week, though. I'm very interested, especially if Breeze comes back. Yeah, I just I don't see Taysom Hill beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's one of those games you just got to go to quarterback, and you're like, okay, who's playing quarterback on one side? And it's not Mm -hmm. like many people can go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes, but I just don't see Taysom Hill doing it. And I think Taysom Hill's only looked like a real legit quarterback in one game. This uh, he's got four games. He's only really looked, and that was uh, against Atlanta. Yeah, I think they beat Atlanta twice with him. They were th- they went three and one with him so far, but it yep. wasn't the stiffest of competition. No. I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on him. We'll see how other people feel, but yeah, I'm not exactly in on him. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So those are our picks. It's time to get into our MVP race and then into our power rankings, and we will get you out of here. So uh, if you haven't been following along, you must live under a rock. But um, for our MVPs and for our power rankings, we add producer Vince into the mix. And Star of the show. These yeah. are the – By the way. Say that again. I'm not Mitchell Trubisky, by the way. If anyone's a little starstruck, save me pop up. Well – you don't get to control who you are. The TikTok kids control who you are. Exactly. And these are the TikTok famous MVP and power ranking. So we're going to start MVPs and we're doing five. And we're going to count down from five to one who our MVP contestants are. So um, hmm? I don't know. I feel like one and two, like we're going to. I guess we should do five to one for suspense, but I feel like everyone's going to have similar ones and twos. Probably. Probably. Um, Well, not Vince because he's a maniac, but normal people will have the same ones and twos. All right. So so I'll go. Vince should go last. Yeah. I'll go. Then you go. Then Vince goes. We'll go around the horn since I love being the bottom of the triangle. Okay. You go for it. All right, so my number five MVP this week, he has been in my MVP rankings um, since we started this, but he continues to drop. I have Russell Wilson at number five. All right, I do love Russ. I do love Let Russ Cook. Um, So I I do respect that. I'm going to go a completely different route. I think my early ones are not going to be replicated by anybody. My number five is Stefan Diggs. 
I think the Bills offense has gone like full tilt. I didn't see them being a contender until they got him. He has taken Josh Allen to the next level. He has taken that offense to the next level. He's top five in receiving yards in the league. I believe he's also top five in touchdowns, like receiving touchdowns in the league as well. Uh, He was well worth a number one pick. And the Bills are now, correct me if I'm wrong, nine and three. Ten and three? Nine and three or ten and three? Either way, love it. Number five. Check the tape earlier uh, before the season started. I think we did some kind of like our favorite players on the move or something. And I said Stefan Diggs to the Bills. There you go. All right. At number five, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. League's most valuable pooper. <laughs> My God. I can't even wait. I don't even want to know who the next four are. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Most okay. Pooper. My number four um, MVP race is Travis Kelsey. Dude is leading the league in receiving yards as a tight end. He just continues to be a force. So I feel like he needs to be up there and mentioned. He's a beast. Travis Kelsey, four. My number four, this is a combination pick with Stephon Diggs. So number four for me is Josh Allen. I think he's played his way into the MVP rankings over the past few weeks. He's been in the national spotlight, and he's dominated in both of those games. Biggest win of his career last week against the Steelers. He is my number four. My number four, I have, I don't know if anyone's really going to like this. I have Patrick Mahomes. It's a little too high for my list. But, you know, he might be more suited for comeback player of the year. Yeah, I know he had a really rough game last week, but he really came back and surprised me. So Patrick Mahomes is at four. Really turned it on in that second half, huh? Glad he surprised you after that long sack he took. Um, Number three for me, it's the big boy still on my list, the running back, Derrick Henry. He, again, just dominated last week, um, and he's the only reason, truly, that the Titans are a team. My number three is DeAndre Hopkins for two reasons. One, because of success he's had with Kyler Murray in Arizona. He's second in the league behind Travis Kelsey in receiving yards. And if you look at the Texans, look how bad they are. This was a team that was up 24-0 against the Chiefs in a playoff game. They've now fallen off the cliff and might be a top-five pick. And it's because they've lost DeAndre Hopkins. He's a team changer. He's a culture changer. And he's been huge in the recent success for the Arizona Cardinals who might make the playoffs. I like it. Three for me, I have Frank Reich because <laughs> he's so important to his team, you can't even count him as a coach. Fair. Okay. He's just a person, and he's very important. Most valuable person in the NFL. No, player. He has to count as a player. He's that important. Ah, okay. okay. My number two, um, somebody that's already been mentioned here, Patrick Mahomes. My number two. My number two is Mahomes as well. I did not expect him to end up number two on both of our lists. That's pretty incredible. It's really high. Yeah, guys, you guys have him really high. You're going to get destroyed in the comments for that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have Mitchell Trubisky for being the most handsome quarterback in the league. Oh, of course. And also because he beat out Nick Foles. And if you listen to Philly radio, I've been told he's supposed to be the best quarterback that's ever lived. So he must be pretty good. That is a great point. I think you're on to something. And he's got a better winning percentage career-wise than Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. How about that? How about that? 
My number one MVP is the man, the myth, the legend, A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers. He's got 39 touchdowns. He's going to break 40 this weekend. Um, for an older player than Mahomes, I just feel like he's just having fun. He's balling out. And I can't wait to see where he plays next after he leaves Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, so I have Aaron Rodgers at number one as well. Leads the league in passing touchdowns so far. And the Packers are the number one team in the NFC. He's the best player on the best team in the NFC. Therefore, he's my number one. Love it. My number one coming back to the list is the Jets defense. Because... Boy, did they do their thing on Sunday. That was impressive. I've never seen a performance quite like the Jets' defense. Impressive is not the word that I would use. No, but no. And they did something. They did they, things. They did things. Not many of them, but they did. You're telling me you were impressed by how how good their tanking ability is? I was. Yeah, that's true. I'm impressed by how bad they are of a football team. Like it, yes. it, it's hard to be that bad. And they it were looking out for the... They're looking out for the Seahawks. They're like, they need a bounce back game here. You know, we'll give it to them. We got, you know, yeah. we got to do our thing too. It's a win-win. There you go. Do the thing. Do that thing you do. Do that the thing. The world famous TikTok famous MVP. So let's get into the power rankings and then we'll let the people get out of here. Um, we want to go five to one or one to five. It's up to you guys. We usually do one to five. Let's do one to five. Okay. okay. Uh, my number one team continues to be the kansas city chiefs my number one is the chiefs order has been restored we thought they'd be number one to begin the year and they are back in that position yep my number one team has a team name that's almost as offensive it's the washington football team they're playing good good defense good football (laughs) Uh, less offensive name uh, number two for me is the Green Bay Packers, number one team in the NFC, like you said, uh, with the MVP. Kevin and I continue to have the same exact brain and just now morphed into one like cat dog. And my number two team is the Packers as well. We do not have the same brain. I have we the Dallas not. Cowboys no. at number two. Imagine, imagine beating the Bengals, beating them. Like, come and on. Not tying them. Not tying them. <laughs> beating the Bengals is, you know. And beating them badly. Yeah. Beat them up. One could say dominating. Exactly. It must be real tough. So, number two. Love Fair it. enough. Number three for me. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Love that. Love the Bills love. It's not fair that the Bills are going to have a home playoff game and people can't show up. Like that is that's a travesty. It is. We don't talk about it enough. My number three, this might be controversial because it's a team that just lost to the Bills. I'm still very high on the Steelers at number three. I think they're going to bounce back. They're still 11 and two. People talk about their strength of schedule, but honestly, this is a team I could see bouncing back and ending up 14 and two. Uh, my number three, uh, they took a loss this week, so they slid down a little bit on my list. It's the New York Giants. How about this NFC East, man? Toughest division in football. Toughest division in football. It's, it's a tough division to win games in. Fun it fact, is. division with the highest winning percentage over the last month is the NFC, NFC East. East. Mm-hmm. My number four. For people to call me crazy. <laughs> number four for me, uh, they are coming off a loss as well. Um, 
They have a quarterback that I don't love right now, but they're going to get their other quarterback back. I am putting the New Orleans Saints at four. And again, me and Kevin probably should have went over this before <laughs> because we have the same brain. I have the Saints at four as well. I think their defense is really good. I think they were lethargic last week, but they will bounce back. It's a tough game against the Chiefs, but this is a team that will probably finish around 12 and four, 13 and three. Yep. Number four, like I said last week, we shouldn't just be putting winners on this list. I have the Jets. They are impressive at what they do. No one does it better. Defense is MVP. All right. To to round out my power rankings, number five for me, Pittsburgh Steelers. Love it. My number five, the LA Rams. They played on Thursday, so some people forget already, but it was pure dominance – Controlled the ball the entire game and on defense just absolutely dominated the Patriots. They're my number five. Number five, I have the Browns. They're back on my list again. I know they lost, but listen, I think they lost on purpose because that was, you know, they came back, they won the game, and then they were like, you know what? Everyone's going to get like, they were like, they saw my TikTok. They were like, people are starting to figure out we're good. So we need to lose this game on national TV. People will forget we're good. And then they're going to try less hard against them. Fair. And okay. also, also they made sure everyone covered their bets at the end of the game. That was wild. That was one yeah. of the wildest two minutes I've ever watched. Insanity. Producer Vince, everybody. That was fun. That was I fun. love the power rankings. Me too. And the people so, love the power rankings. Yes, the people love the power rankings. Make sure you check that out on TikTok. Um, that's all I got icing at your house snowing and icing here um gonna be doing a lot of shoveling i'm sure tomorrow and i'm gonna be listening to this podcast in these airpods while i do it when corporate america makes you drive into work tomorrow and you're stressed out because you're going to your job that underpays you and makes you come in during a blizzard because they don't care about us as citizens just let our voices soothe your soul you're going to be stressed out on the roads it's going to be okay you're going to get through this And if you don't get through this and you crash into a barrier, just sue your company. They're worth billions of dollars and you aren't. So listen to the podcast in the meantime. And also, we're just common nine to five folks too. So we're in it with you. So maybe we should give you, you should give us five stars and we'll give you five stars in life. And follow us on Twitter at Birds vs. Boys Pod, branded underscore sports on TikTok. KMS22, Aiden's around, and I hope he doesn't get frozen. Do you want to build a snowman? And also drink State's Headbox.